Let's go. Here we go. The great Larry Fitzgerald is in the house. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Fitz in Tampa Bay this evening for the big ball game. How you doing, Fitzy? I'm doing great. Looking forward to watching, the, uh, you know, a great matchup. Um, you know, Tampa's obviously um, right in the thick of it for clinching the playoff berth here in a few weeks. They got to play a little bit better, but I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, be able to watch it in person. Best thing that can happen for the Bucks would be to continue to win if they can figure it out and somehow eclipse and pass the 49ers. And with the 49ers and the Bucks playing next week, if they can get on track, then they would avoid that possible matchup with either the Cowboys or the Eagles in the fifth spot. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to host one of those teams off off bat. You know, you want to find somebody who might be licking their wounds coming into town, you know, similar to the Eagles were last year when they beat them in the first round down in Tampa. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. We bring up the 49ers, and it's it's uh, it's really sad. Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday in the 49ers victory uh, broke his left foot. Uh, he'd come off the shoulder injury, worked so hard. He really wasn't wanted by the team. They did everything they could uh, to ship him out. Couldn't find any takers. Trey Lance goes down. Garoppolo comes back. He's leading them. They're doing fantastic. Could make a lot of noise in the playoffs, and now he's injured. Without a contract going into next year, it's it's uh, it's really a sad story in professional football. It is, Jim. And like that's the part of the game that I really, really hate, Jim. Is you know these success stories that are kind of set up. He wasn't loved. He was brought back in, you know, after an injury. Really, really playing good football, leading his team to a, a, a really strong record. Um, and, and then he breaks his foot on a contract year. Like you, you, sometimes you scratch your head, like how can this be fair? Um, but you know, in terms of their team, I mean, the way they're playing defensively, um, the way they've been playing offensively, like you know, you, you think they're going to be fine if Brock just come in and not have to be courageous, do anything out of the ordinary, just kind of keep the train on the tracks. Um, you know, I think I think they can be fine, but obviously this is going to hurt their team, Jim. You know, Brock doesn't have the the practice reps in all likelihood with. Debo and and Brandon and and Kittle and all the guys that are offensive weapons. So I mean, it's going to take some time for them to have some continuity. But it's also going to take time for the league to figure him out. So he may get away with a few things here early because there is no tape on him. There is nothing really to look at. And if you go back and you try and examine, you know what he's done. Where do you go? You're going back to college. You're going back to games that are totally irrelevant and you're basing it off a half a football. So, you know, the first look, sometimes guys who are unknowns can do well. That's why backups do well in the beginning until they get figured out. Is that I think that might be what happened this week with uh, Minnesota playing against the Jets. You know, Mike White came in last week. Nobody saw him. He performed at a high level, and this week it was a bit more of a struggle. So I, I would I would agree with you that, that Brock will probably get a week of grace. You know, people haven't seen him, don't understand him, but that grace period is very short in the National Football League, as you know. And that grace period is going to be against uh, Brady and the Bucs um, as the Bucs travel out to San Francisco. And uh, Brock had a funny line, and we talked to Tommy about it uh, earlier in the program. He said yesterday, his quote was, He's been playing football longer than I've been alive. And that's who Tom and the Bucks will be facing uh, next week. Wow. 
it's really an incredible statistic and incredible feat. That is, I mean, you got to think, Tom, Tom has to have a few teammates that he could definitely be the father of, too. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's been in the league, you know, 20 plus years. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see him still be able to have that connectivity with the young players and be able to, um, you know, have the relationships with so many things that are different, you know, um, in terms of the music and the era they grew up in and all of the things that that change, you know, so quickly. But uh, I know Tom always looks looks forward to getting back out to the Bay Area to play in front of so many familiar faces. He probably won't have to have like 50 to 100 tickets, Jim. You know, it is, you know, this probably might be his last regular season, you know, trip to San Francisco. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? When a guy says that to another guy, it's usually derogatory. In this instance, yeah. it literally could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't mean it in that sense but mean it in the sense of that's that's a lot of the needle that guys give each other in a locker room right yeah i would agree but i would say most people now if they say who's your daddy they'll probably say nick cannon <laughs> 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 wow okie doke well we're getting off the rails here let's remind everybody jim gray and larry fitzgerald here on let's go our program is brought to you by bank of america Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. You know, let's keep on this theme, Fitz. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's without a contract. Uh, Coach Harbaugh says it's going to be days and weeks, not the end of the season. But now he's suffered an injury. And he has no contract going forward, having bet on himself. The Ravens found a way to win that game over an awful Denver Bronco team. Uh, but the bigger picture is with Lamar Jackson and his injury. And again, when guys bet on themselves, uh, we all love seeing it, but it's not our money. Uh, I would hope now, during this period, that the Ravens would step in and get this contract situation done. Well, I think Lamar was the one that tabled the, the conversation, Jim. I think he came out and said after training camp, hey, I want to focus on football. This is my priority. I want my teammates to know and understand that my only thing that's only thing that's important to me is playing and winning football games. So I think it was more so Lamar's decision to step away from the negotiating table, um, you know, because I mean he is his own agent. And so he really controls those kind of conversations. Which is, which is not a good circumstance for him, I don't believe. Uh, you know, I, I was my own agent for quite a few years, Jim, but I didn't play – quarterback in the National Football League and I wasn't talking about numbers at the at Hey the Fitzy, we got a guest about. right here. We got a guest right here. He was supposed to join us in the first half hour, but guess what? He couldn't figure it out. There's Mike Tyson. What's up, Mike? What's going on? Nothing much. Champ, what you up to today? Wow, look at me. I'm biting the ear. <laughs> You're biting the ear. <laughs> hey Mike, we hey Mike, we missed you, buddy. Instead of bending the knee, I'm biting the ear. <laughs> hey mike let me call you back when we're done we missed our window we'll do it another time i'll call you in a few minutes Thanks, all right brother. all right there's mike tyson Bye, mike. uh <laughs> he couldn't figure out his he was supposed to come on with us earlier he was, couldn't okay. figure out his wi-fi circumstance <laughs> as we continue here with the uh, fits uh and that may be problematic too not having not having someone with the tremendous amount of experience no he doesn't want to have to pay that fee and figures he can figure it out with the other quarterback contracts that have come uh, come to fruition. But uh, maybe having an agent and representation would be helpful. Well, I'm not really one to make a big comment on that. I didn't have an agent. After my great agent, uh, Eugene Parker, passed away, he essentially gave me all the tools necessary and education to be able to do it on my own. 
you know, if Lamar wants to take it, take the onus, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's uh, something that's unique. But when you're talking about numbers, um, you know, as high as that with $200 million guarantees, you know, at stake, you know, that's, that's generational life-changing money we're talking about. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, you, you definitely have to take in consideration when you're making these type of decisions. Why didn't you want an agent after Eugene Parker passed? Uh, well, I, my familiarity and my comfortability with, with him and, and my understanding of, you know, where I should be in terms of market value, I, I felt comfortable. I felt like I was in a good place to be able to do that. And maybe Lamar feels that same exact way. And if he does, then he should stay the course. But um, it, it is nice to be able sometimes to have an agent who can fight for you without you having to do it yourself. You know, it's tough sitting across the table from your general manager on the phone. And he's saying, hey, look. You know, I don't think you're worth this number. You know, this this Aaron Rodgers has multiple team MVPs. He's got a super. He's a Super Bowl championship. Like, you know, like that's not a very nice, comfortable conversation to to have in person. You know, fighting for yourself against somebody who you have a relationship with, trying to get you to sign for less. So, you know, if you're not comfortable with that type of situation, then it's not for you. Would now be a good time while he's injured? Well, I mean, I don't think he has the, the leverage now. I mean, if he's done for the season, if he's done for three or four weeks, they they start losing games. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like in, in sports, when you're negotiating a contract, it's all about leverage. And if you have the leverage at that time, you want to be able to utilize it and flex it. Well, let's put it another way. You think he'll be back with the Ravens next year? I believe so. I I, I believe he loves Baltimore. I think his relationship with Coach Harbaugh is, is great. Um, you know, the love he has for the city, uh, I, I don't think I don't see him anywhere. And, and plus, even if he were to, you know, not get a deal done, the Ravens will for sure franchise. And there's no way he's playing another team next year unless they come up with a blockbuster trade. But there's no way he's walking out of the door. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. If you're looking for a romantic getaway, a weekend retreat or just a great day of fun. Check out Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. They offer the perfect destination and the ultimate getaway. Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, you're going to have a great time. Log on to goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. That's Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Hey, Fitz Baker Mayfield's been cut by the uh, Panthers, was traded from the Browns uh, earlier in the season, decided to forego four and a half million dollars to make that trade happen. He bet on himself and he's lost. Uh, he's now being cut. You think there's any teams out there that'll pick him up? Well, I'm pretty sure there's teams that could, you know, solidify the quarterback position, um, you know, to in the time being. I don't know if he will be able to come in and play for anybody at this particular time. But if I was Baker, I'll be looking at places where I could see that I could come in and offer some leadership uh, as a backup, you know, just kind of have some stability in this offseason you know, you can address the needs, you know, of the teams that 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 they're going to be when when the season begins uh, in terms of free agency. But right now, I think I, if I was him, I would just be trying to find somewhere where I can go and have a chance to win. You know, you know, San Francisco, you know, New York, New York Jets, uh, you know, places like that where I feel like I could just go and have some value add, even if it's not on the football field in particular. So you think San Francisco to play or San Francisco to back up Brock? What? Well, no, to, to back up right now, to back up. Obviously, he wouldn't be able to, you know, go in there and run a Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, on a week's notice, but just to be able to offer some quality depth. So you think there are teams out there that still might have a belief in Baker Mayfield? Well, yeah, Jim. I mean, I, you look at him, and it's not, it's not a talent issue per, per se. I mean, he can throw the football. He's athletic. 
Um, you know, it's just it feels like it's his confidence with him, Jim. It's he's just not playing with the confidence I saw him play two years ago when he was stepping into his throw and really leading the way. You know, he he has a fiery personality. Um, you know, I just don't see him playing the confident brand of football that he was playing earlier in his career. And 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 what do you think stripped that? Because we we've heard the comments of Odell Beckham Jr., who mm-hmm. has the respect of everybody basically uh, at that position. So when he says so long sayonara you know that he's fed up with that um that sends a signal pretty strong across the rest of the league at, at least to wide receivers does it not well i mean it does jim but you so know, how do you overcome that you, you overcome it by playing better you know having better performances strengthen the relationships you have with your teammates but jim i think you know when people when you hear the critics saying that you can't play anymore you don't have the leadership that's necessary you're not a franchise um, leader at the quarterback position, it, it it affects your psyche, Jim. I mean, you can turn off the TVs, not go on social media, but it's impossible to hear the noise at times. And if you're not strong enough to be able to block that noise out, it could be daunting. It could be daunting. You can look in the mirror and start questioning some of the things that you've done your entire life. Um, and, it, and it's tough. It's it's the toughest position in all of sports to be a quarterback in the National Football League. It's, it's taxing mentally, physically, psychologically, uh, I mean, it's it's the hardest position, Jim, and and, um, and it's one that you know it's it's the greatest position. And if you do it at a high level, you'll be compensated and be rewarded like you never imagined. But if you don't play it well, you know it's a very tough landscape. Now you look at the Russell Wilsons of the world and people out who are are having their abilities questioned. It's it's not it's not for the faint of heart, Jim. But look at Jared Goff. Got to be really proud of him. He, oh, yeah. he left Los Angeles after leading him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost in that appearance to the Patriots. Uh, if Brandon Cooks would have caught that ball, perhaps the trajectory on on Goff's career is much different. But when he left Los Angeles, it did not look like his future was going to be anything bright. Mm-hmm. And look at what he has done. And he now has that Lions offense really going well, and he's playing good football. He's playing really good football, and that and that that is true, Jim. But that's he went to a team that was okay and wanted him, no, Jim. He went to a team that wanted him. Detroit actively made that trade. You know, when they were approached by L.A. for Matt Stafford, they they wanted Jared Goff. They thought he was good enough to lead their ball club. Cleveland was no longer one to deal with Baker Mayfield. And he went to Carolina late in the process. We're talking about in training camp before the season starts. So it's not like Carolina was enthusiastic about going out and getting his services. It was more of a, hey, we need, a, we need an insurance policy because we don't know, um, you know, if Sam is going to be able to take us to the promised land. And so, like, it was a completely different situation. That's a good point. Very good point. You bring up Cleveland, so let's uh, let's deal with this now. Deshaun Watson's return. He was awful on the field. The uh, defense carried the day. Uh, he goes back to Houston. The fans uh, in Houston, stadium about half full, booed. Uh, women, uh, at least 10 of those who have accused him, showed up uh, holding up signs. Uh, the owner of the team's wife, his former team, the Texans, when he ran out on the field, she turned her back. And then after the game... Uh, just like before the game, he really doesn't address uh, any of the issues uh, that are being brought up to him about his progress that needs to be made uh, and uh, issuing no further apologies to either the women in the stands or any of those who have accused him. Um, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the Browns. It's a bad look for, quite frankly, the National Football League. But the worst look is for the continued stubborn pattern of Deshaun Watson. It's awful, quite frankly. 
Well, Jim, you did touch on some some valid points. Um, this has been a 700-day ordeal. I mean, he hasn't been on the football field for quite a long time. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with the way he played. Um, you know, obviously, he's got a lot of things to work out um, in terms of rust and be able to get back to playing at the level that he's capable of playing. And, and I agree with you, Jim. There's a way to handle this. Obviously, it's an, it's an ugly situation. And, you know, for him just to address it, hey, to the people that I've offended, um, to anybody who doesn't feel like I deserve another opportunity, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I've made mistakes in my life. You know, I've paid, you know, with 700 days um, with fines and the ability to do something that I really love to do. And I do not take it lightly. Um, I'm, I've, I've worked on myself in terms of my counseling and things off the field to try to get me to a better place. And I'm committed to continue to do that. And I would love if you all would support me in that and making sure that, um, you know, I can be the very best man for not only myself, but this league and, and my team. And, uh, you know, he addressed it like that. I mean, there's going to be some people that no matter what he says, no matter what he does, thinks he doesn't deserve a second chance. But then a lot of other people will say, look, that's a heartfelt apology. You can tell he really means what he's saying. And, you know, what? I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt to be able to do it the right way moving forward. Correct. He wasn't criminally charged with anything. So if he says how you said it with the eloquence and the sincerity, the issue, not for those who have accused him, but for everyone who is on the outside looking in, may start to dissipate. It may mm -hmm. start to go away yeah. if there was sincerity behind yeah. what he would say, just like you said. But to, yeah. but to stonewall this continually, and I know there's probably still some legal ramifications out there with more accusers and people who've come forward. Mm -hmm. But whoever is advising him is giving him really bad advice because he is a public figure. Yeah. And he's well, a public you know, figure where the public comes and pays for this. Mm -hmm. And you, you it know just what, goes I would, on. Well, Jim, just to, to elaborate on him on it more, I would I would take a book from my good friend Michael Vick's page. You know, when Michael Vick came out of prison and signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen such a hostile reception for anybody, you know, once he came back, but he never shied away. He never passed the buck. He never pointed the fingers. He dealt with it head on. And Michael now has made a complete rehabilitation. People love him. You know, if you spend any time with him and you get to know him, you, you will really enjoy your time with him. And I think all of that, you know, has happened just because he was so honest and transparent when he first got out and got another opportunity. He knew that it was going to be a firestorm and, and he stood in there and he, and he, and he played well, he, he signed a, you know, a hundred million dollar contract. And, you know, I'm not saying he, everybody's forgiven him, but I think people can all agree that he did it the right way in terms of how he was going to process it and, and, uh, and be remorseful for his actions. Boy, is that well stated. And that's a terrific example. Exactly right. All right, let's get it back to football here. Remind everybody, our program was brought to you by K Jewelers. Hey, hey, before we get to this, Larry, did you hear the beautiful rendition by Sean Payton singing the K song? I mean, that was spectacular. Yeah, I heard it, Jim. I heard it. It was decent, Jim. It was decent. You know, it's not, it's not as good as yours, but it was decent. <laughs> you got bad ears. Oh, you're wearing me out, Snake. Give him, give him Sean Payton. Every kiss begins with K. Every kiss begins with K. Hey, you oh, see that? pretty good, pretty good. Because hey, the countdown to the holiday is on. <laughs> K Jewelers, 
Come to K and find the most meaningful gifts for everyone on your list and save during the last big sale of the year, December 8th through the 15th. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details. All right, the singing continues when we return right here on Sirius XM. Let's go. Stay with us. This is former NFL All-Pro Brandon Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast. The I Am Athlete brand is now bigger than ever. ever. It's business, culture, music, sports, and it's coming to you every night on Sirius XM. Myself, Shady McCoy, Pac-Man Jones, B-Flowers, Auntie, Dudes, Antoine Walker, Mr. Shimmy himself. Always authentic, always unfiltered. Experience it every weeknight at 7 Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio with I Am Athlete Tonight or Download fresh episodes every night on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA. How about them Cowboys? 33 mm. points they hung on Indianapolis last night in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Went from a tight game to a debacle. And, uh, wow, that's, uh, that's very rare. That's almost impossible. Jim. That Cowboys defense is ferocious, Jim. I mean, absolutely ferocious. Not not only can they get to the quarterback, but if you throw it in the air, they have intercepted. They they force fumbles. I mean, this is one of the more opportunistic defenses in all the all the game, um, Jim. They they are they are they're pretty spectacular. And when Dak plays the way he played yesterday, not turning the football over, being really efficient, they can play stay consistent, run the running game. This is a tough football team to beat, Jim. This is going to be a really tough football team to beat. Welcome to the NFL, Jeff, Saturday. I mean, I'm sure he's played in some blowouts, but, uh, you know, to be standing there uh, in your third week as a head coach in the NFL, boy, that's got to be a, a, a very difficult locker room to enter into today. I, I, I'd say, Jim, I mean, they were they were reeling prior. Um, and to, to it's hard it's hard to address that film, Jim, to, to look at the effort of your players the execution of your players, um, how well you coached it, you know, when you give up that many points in the, in a quarter, it just shows that the the guys are laying down, Jim. They're just not competing, um, and it's uh, that's not that's not that's not bode well. So we see teams that have gone in this direction, mm-hmm. okay, and they can't wait for the year to end, and then you see a team that was two and seven, like the Raiders, and now they're won three games in a row. And you kind of look at that and you say, you know, those one-score games, they weren't a fluke. Perhaps it's a fluke that they didn't win those games, that game against Arizona. But Mm -hmm. what's the difference, the question is to you, Larry Fitzgerald, having been in locker rooms that have won and locker rooms, I'm not saying that have quit, but have given up on seasons possibly. What's the difference when the record is so bad and then all of the sudden whatever you thought you were going to be kicks in and you survive and salvage a season? Well, I mean, it's just come down to belief, Jim. I mean, when you're losing these tough games down the stretch the way the Raiders did early in the season, like it's demoralizing. It's it's demoralizing. You play well enough to win. You play, you know, good quality 55 minutes a game, and then you make a couple mistakes down the stretch and it costs you. Like that, that 
it it takes your heart from you, Jim. But now they're winning those close games. They're they're making those plays that are most timely. They're not making the mistakes they made earlier. The coaching the coaching is 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 better. Players are more receptive to being coaching when you're many winning. It's 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 a complete metamorphosis of of the way they performed earlier in the season, and it's it's fun to watch, Jim. It's it's uh. It's always salvageable. It's always salvageable. You know, it's never been the issue about the talent. We talked about this earlier in, in the year. It's not a lack of talent. Um, you know, they just showing a lot of resolve and character. And you got to tip your hat. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's been a complete team effort from the coaches to the players. And I mean, they're they're, it's, they're, they're playing really good football, and I, and it's fun to see. Yeah, it is. Just it, win, it, baby. It, just win. Just win, baby. There you go. Yeah, that, the, tor- <laughs> the, the torch is burning real bright over in Allegiant Stadium. Real bright. Well, that you know what Al Davis used to say, don't you? Not only just win, baby, he said, but the fire that burns brightest in this organization is the will to win. He was he was quite a guy. I mean, a, a true legend of the sport, a pioneer on all levels. The only guy to, you know, perform at all levels. He was a, a, a scout, an assistant coach, a head coach, a general manager, uh, an owner, a commissioner of the AFL, helped to uh, procure the merger. When they light that flame, it means something. That's not a hollow, that's not a hollow ceremony. That's a real thing. And professional football owes a tremendous debt of gratitude to Al Davis. You couldn't have said it any better, Jim. Wonderful pioneer for the game. He took him on and he beat him and uh, he paid a heavy price for that. A lot of the great attributes of Al get wiped out because of the lawsuit against the league and moving the team. But look at how many new stadiums there are now in the National Football League. Look at the other teams that have moved and profiteered and doing much better. The, the list is lengthy and the stadiums are long and uh, they all fought Al Davis, but they all profiteered because of him. That's true. Just kind of shows yeah. you when you have to take all the bullets, sometimes you're still left standing and, and it was all worth it. Yeah, it is. I mean, those those fights that I, I would have I would imagine looking down from heaven, he's very proud. He's seen the stadium that they built there in Las Vegas and you know the Taj Mahal that they built there in LA, um, and you know in Atlanta, and all all these beautiful, marvelous, you know, uh, unbelievable fan experiences that the National Football League has created now for not only spectators in person, but to be able to watch it at home and be able to also enjoy the game. And, you know, so it's uh, you know, Al's done a tremendous job of you know laying the road, you know, for us to be able to walk on. And proud of Mark Davis too. His father couldn't achieve getting another stadium. Tried in Oakland for a long time, tried in Los Angeles, tried in Oakland once again. And uh, Mark got that done in Las Vegas. And uh, it's a tribute to uh, the organization and to his father, but he deserves a lot of credit as well. Yeah, he's he done a great job. Now, not only with the with the Raiders, but also with the with the LA with the Las Vegas Aces, you know, and the WNBA. He's been very supportive of of, of that as well. So Mark, you, you 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 have to tip your hat to him. He's done a great job for sports. World in champion Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So he's got a championship of his own. That makes it four for the Aces Raiders owners. Uh, three Lombardis. And uh, what's the name of the WNBA trophy? I'm not sure, Jim. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess world champion. Yeah. <laughs> world championship trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it should be, uh, what would be a good name for that? The uh, the Tarasi. Uh, Nancy Lieberman, Cheryl the Miller. Tarasi. Tarasi. Okay, Tarasi. You're you're gonna give you're gonna give her the her the trophy, okay? Well, I mean, I I I mean, people might disagree, but I, I believe she's the greatest of uh, greatest, you know, player of all time. What would, what would you say? Uh, you got to put Lisa Leslie up there, and yeah. my personal favorite because 
Uh, I've got two personal favorites. Annie Myers. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Who did just a tremendous job and still active Nancy, with uh, Nancy, with Nancy basketball. Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Nancy Lieberman, but also Teresa Edwards. Teresa yeah. Edwards from Cairo, Georgia. Uh, just a great player, a great human being. Played on many Olympic gold medal teams and a great basketball player, better person, did a lot for the sport. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. As we turn back to football, remind everybody, our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to a game. Larry's going tonight in Tampa Bay. He loves hearing that sound of the whistle. Not always did he like hearing the sound of that whistle or seeing one of those yellow flags come out, but he loves smelling those game day concessions from his vantage point it was the bench from a fan's vantage point it's the seat all that stuff reminds him of the thrill of the game and you know amex is going to be there every step of the way because when you're with amex it's not if it's going to happen but when american express don't live life without it hey larry and while you're in tampa you know we saw mike evans and uh, uh Lattimore get into it they've gotten into it for years Lattimore probably not going to play he's been out with the kidney problem broken ribs and so forth. But that was a setback for the Bucks because Evans got suspended, couldn't play against Green Bay, and they end up losing a game they needed him. Uh, and it's set back, obviously, the Saints. Who was a thorn in your side? Who did you just hate to play against? Like every time you saw him, you knew that the guy was going to do something just to just to aggravate you. You know, I, I would say Nate Clemens was probably the guy that, you know, got under my skin the most. Most times I, I would never really allow it to happen, but Nate – you know, had a innate ability to get to get under my skin, if, you know, pinching me or, you know, pulling my hair, unbuckling my chin strap, untying my shoes, you know, just things that, that were just like, why, 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 why are we are we seven years old? Are we kids? You know, like, you know, so he did a great job and sometimes to take me out of my game from time to time. So I think anybody you, you you'd imagine that's played for a long time, there's always that one person who, you know, for some particular reason, just kind of got under your skin. And, and Nate was definitely my guy. Did you retaliate? No, I never retaliated. And, you know, he was a great guy. Like, I see him off the field. You know, he's fun to talk to. You know, I saw him a couple months ago at our at, our, at one of our restaurants in Charlotte. And, um, you know, it couldn't have been nicer. You know, sitting there chatting with him and his wife and couldn't have been nicer. But on the field, you know, just there was no love lost. So it worked. If it, I, I wouldn't say it worked, but I, I was noticeably bothered at times with some of his th- things he would do to me. Yes. I wouldn't. I, I'm not, I'm not going to give. Any, I'm not going to give anybody that kind of juice that they, that it that it really bothered me. It annoyed me though. <laughs> how how would he get to the point where he would have the proximity to untie your shoe? I would get tackled by somebody else. He would come in and 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 do it. Um, you know, unbuckle <laughs> okay. my chin strap. I was going back or just yank on my hair, not pull it, but just like you know, yank yank on it, and you know, like get out of here. You know, just <laughs> is that is that why your forehead's now become a five head, maybe a six head? Jim, my, my hairline is as strong as it's ever been, Jim. You see all that growth, that new growth in there, Jim, is as strong as it's ever been. But yours, man, that, I'm not that, so that, sure about that. Jim, it is so shiny off your forehead. It is as if like we're looking at the sun. But I've come clean. It's like our buddy Charles Barkley says, come no, on home, head, Larry. No, come on has, home. No, no, your head come has come home, clean. Come on home, please. Your head has come clean. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting, you're starting to come on home, Larry. Come on in. Open the door. No, no, we're not going. That's going to hurt a guy like you. See, a guy like me has just accepted the fact. Yeah, we're not going to entertain that, Joe. (laughs) In what way? How are you going to stop, you know, Mother Nature? 
No, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. You know, putting putting the gel in there, and making sure that I, I keep the, the miracle growth growing. You know, that's <laughs> that's taking my collagen tablets. You know, make sure we're strong. There you go. Okie doke. All right. Uh, it, it seems to me that Nate has won because even I just got underneath you just a little bit. I, I, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit more sensitive, Jim. You know, because <laughs> no, but you are the most sensitive on this show, though. There's nobody. There's nobody even close. You know, the most prickly guy I've ever been around, Jim Gray. Really, really. So that's most sensitivity. Prickly. Sensitivity. Very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. sensitive. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm. I bruise very easily. We know. Me and Snake know better than anybody. Oh, now we bring a snake into it. You need, you see, you well, want to gang up and team up. I have no well, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry, uh, we haven't done this in some time. Rank the top five best teams in the National Football League. I would, I would put the Eagles number one. Um, I would, I would slide right now. I got to put the Cowboys right there at number two. The way that the way they're playing, I got to put the Vikings um, at three. I would put. Kansas City in that in the conversation. Um, San Francisco's coming in hot. Now, there's some there's some there's some good football being played out here, John. There's some good football. What about being Buffalo? Played. What about Buffalo, the Bengals? Buffalo's in the conversation. The Bengals are outside of that conversation still right now, but they're they're starting to become more of a part of that conversation. But I still think the Eagles are clear cut above the rest of the competition. You got the Vikings too high, sir. We keep telling you that, but you're gonna stay Jim, stay with they home. Have two, they have two losses, Jim. Two, two losses. But the other teams have looked much more impressive, even in losses. They have two losses, Jim. The, the Raiders have looked really, really good in a couple of their losses as well. I mean, all, all we can do go, all we can base it off is wins and losses. That's all we can do. I, I think, Jim, the thing that impressed me most about the Eagles yesterday was you go back a, a week before. But you have three teams that you think are the best, and you know that can't be. I mean, you don't even put an AFC in your top three. Sorry to interrupt uh, you. No, Kansas City. Kansas City's in the top three. They're in the conversation. Well, it wasn't in your list. You no, want to do your I, list I, again? I, yeah, let me do the list again. <laughs> I, I don't want to – this is in no particular order. Um, I, I would put Kansas City, Philadelphia, uh, Minnesota, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dallas. Hold on a second here. I asked you the five best teams. That means no, one no, through five. No, that just, doesn't I'm, mean we throw five in a pile. No, Jim. Let me do it the way I want to do it. You said give me the give me your five best teams. You didn't say rank them. You said give me your rank five them in best order, please, teams. sir. One no, through five. No, you can't go back and change it now. You asked me to give me the best five teams, not and you didn't ask me to rank them. So I'm giving you the teams. Well, that let's I let's go best. with Larry Fitzgerald. Well, let's go with yeah. Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald. So I guess I do come and then in. Jim Gray was last. last. Yes. Tom Brady. Larry Fitzgerald, Jim Gray. All right. Okay, so we'll right. go how you want to do it. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, Minnesota Vikings, um, and I'll have to throw in the Buffalo Bills in there. And um, and I, I think that's that's about where it should be. And, and no okay, and if you order. had to pick a Super Bowl like we used to do in our olden days when we were on another network, uh, I'd ask you for your Super Bowl pick about this time of year. Mm -hmm. Ask you at the beginning of the year. Ask you just past the middle of the year after Thanksgiving. And so what would that be right now? If I had to pick right now today, I would go to Philadelphia Eagles out of the NFC, and I would go to Kansas City Chiefs out of the AFC. And the champion would be? I think the Philadelphia Eagles will be the champion right now. I think the thing that impressed me so much about the Philadelphia Eagles, Jim, is that you, know, you look a week ago against the Packers, they were completely dominant in the run game, rushing for 350 yards plus. Um, 
You know, and you look at this week, Jalen Hurts was dominant in the passing game, throwing for 350-plus yards. You know, uh, A.J. Brown, you know, was was big time against his former team. Um, Devontae showed up big for him. So, like, they can beat you in a lot of different ways on the offensive side. And, and as always, they got after the passer. You know, I think they had five, six sacks yesterday. So, I mean, they just can play – any style game, they can beat you any type of way. And that just makes it very dangerous when you play teams like that, um, you know, late in the year, you know, and, and, it, and it's not just a game that they play at home. They can play take this game on the road as well. Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Brady Brand. Tom has his own apparel line. Brady Brand. Check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the brand new Brady Pant. Go to BradyBrand.com to look good and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. Hey, Fitz, uh, there was quite a stir uh, in your hometown in Arizona this week. Uh, your protege, Patrick Peterson, lashed out at Kyler Murray uh, with some unflattering comments. Kyler didn't take too well to it, said, if you got a problem, call me. Obviously, you've been around both. You know both well, probably Patrick much better than you know Kyler. But it hasn't set well, and it's reverberated around the National Football League of what a lot of people feel Kyler Murray is, uh, that the truth came out in a candid moment by Patrick. And he's backtracked some. But uh, what are your thoughts on that situation? Well, I have a good relationship with both of them. I actually talked to both of them. Um, I, I wish it could have been done, you know, in a, in, a, in a manner that was more productive and conducive for growth, you know. Um, you know, it's well documented that, you know, Kyler could – could use some growing up, um, um, you know, but Patrick, you know, he is a friend and, and a confidant and a, and a former teammate. And I would love for them to be able to have that conversation behind closed doors, you know, because if you really want somebody to grow, you know, I don't know how, you know, likely it is if you, if you chastise them publicly, that, 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 that will be taken as love and appreciation as opposed to somebody just, you know, you using the platform to, you know, you know, one up somebody. Right. So it would have been great if it would have been done, um, you know, behind closed doors. But I know Pat, I know him for a very long time. You know, it's not it's not personal with him. You know, he's an emotional person. And, you know, if he loves you, he loves you. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And, you know, sometimes it just comes out that way. But I, I, I know it's hard. He's a good dude. Um, and so is Kyler. Would you be willing to help Kyler take it on? A lot of guys around the NFL look up to you. You've mentored a lot of guys. Uh, you've got you know, just a great personality and tremendous equilibrium. You've been a huge success on the field. You're a bigger success even now off the field. Would would you approach Kyler or has he approached you? Because there seems to be this ongoing upheaval or agita, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was the contract yeah. and what was stipulated, uh, whether what we saw at the uh, Rams game when he didn't get off the bench mm -hmm. uh, to go uh, while everybody was, uh, you know, significantly concerned about a teammate who was mm -hmm. immobilized for the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not step in and help him? Or do you have to be asked that? And, and, and are you willing? You know, I've had a lot of, spent a lot of time with him, um, know him really well, but I don't think it's, it's my place to reach out to him and offer anything. Now, if he, if he said, Hey, Fitz, you got some time. Can we go to lunch and, and we, can we wrap? I, absolutely. Why, why wouldn't I, I want to see him do well? I mean, he has the keys um, to the car, the franchise that I love and respect and admire and, and gave my, my life to. Um, and so I want to see him do well. I want to see the organization do well. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to see, you know, it not being 
you know, run and, and done the way that you would hope it would, you know, with the amount of talent and things that they have there. And so, like, you you want to see, you know, things get fixed and you want to see him play to the to his true ability because he's one of the most talented players in all of the games. So if it ever, you know, if he ever wanted to talk, I will always be available. Is that how, usually how it works? Somebody has to reach out? You wouldn't you wouldn't make the first step? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, first of all, when you're playing and you're in the midst of the season and going through everything you're thinking, you're going, your 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 focus should be on the season. It should be on performing and playing and winning football games. That's where your focus should be. You know, I, the things that I would do in the off season were definitely different than what they would do during the season. Like in the off season, I would reach out to Randy Moss or Tara Owens or Isaac Bruce or. Tory Hall or Marvin Harrison, Chris Carter, you named on the list. That would all be done in the offseason in terms of things that I can improve in. And if I wanted to improve on, you know, just my relationship to 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 build with networking, I would reach out to Curtis Martin or Jerome Bettis, um, you know, guys who I really, really respected as as high character people. And like those things were were done in the offseason primarily, you know. Um, so I wouldn't expect it to happen, you know, at in December, you know, at the end of the football season. Larry, as always, we appreciate your time. Enjoy Tampa, and we will talk to you next Monday night. Thank you, Jim. Have a great week. He's our expert, along with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald. And any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America. United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, and MLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz, we want to thank our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, USAA, American Express, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, Hertz, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadowline. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jim Gray for Larry Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you again next week on Let's Go right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.